Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard the pointed sticks with Out of Luck. And tomorrow night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, for the first time in 25 years. The Pointed Sticks will be playing at Richards and Richards. Two shows and today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with all the original Pointed Sticks. Coming up in a bit, we heard Out of Luck by the Pointed Sticks. The Pointed Sticks have been covered quite a bit throughout the ages, throughout the past 25 years, and one of the greatest versions of a Pointed Sticks song is by none other than Vancouver's Real Mackenzies, who turn Out of Luck by the Pointed Sticks into Out of Scotch. Another cover of the Pointed Sticks is done by Seattle's Fastbacks, who cover Apologies from the Waves Volume 2 on Bomp Records. We're going to hear that as well today on the Nardwari Human Serviette Radio Show. All Pointed Sticks and Pointed Sticks interview. Right now, here's the Real Mackenzies with Out of Scotch, and then the Pointed Sticks with Apologies, and then the Fastbacks with Apologies, and then some live Pointed Sticks, and then some real live speaking Pointed Sticks. 
Whiskey Scotch! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rock Room. This is a personal pleasure of mine because these guys have been a favorite of ours for a long, long time. 
They've just come back from a series of dates on the west coast of Canada and the US and Britain. Would you please welcome stiff recording artist, The Pointed Sticks.
spot down there. Listening at home, you must realize that that's Dimwit. He's our drummer. He's very big, but he has a very small brain. This song is called True Love. You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard the Pointed Sticks live from the Rock Room with True Love, before that Lies, before that The Witch. Then you heard the Fastbacks doing a version of the Pointed Sticks Apologies, and before that you heard the Pointed Sticks doing Apologies, and before that you heard the Real McKenzie's doing Out of Luck by the Pointed Sticks, and to begin the show you heard the Pointed Sticks doing Out of Luck. Coming up on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with the Pointed Sticks, who are playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, two shows tomorrow in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at Richards on Richards, an all-ages show at 3 p.m., and a dwinking show at 
8 p.m. That's tomorrow in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So we continue now with the Pointed Sticks live at the Rock Room and coming up shortly, an interview with the Pointed Sticks. This song's about young love. Dedicated to the aliens, the band that played before us. This song is about illegally young love. Say hello to your mums and dads if you want on the radio. Yeah. Yell your name as loud as you can. What do you want to say to your mom? Hi, Mom! I said, fuck Hi, you, Mom! No swearing, please. This is a slow weeper, so grab your girlfriend's bum.
Okay, next song is Careless.
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Narvarta Human Serviette Radio Show. You've been listening to the Pointed Sticks live at The Rock Room. And you heard Born to Cry, Careless, New Waves, When She's Alone, True Love, Lies, and The Witch. Here's more of the Pointed Sticks live at the Rock Room, and coming up very shortly, an interview with the Pointed Sticks, and to reward you for listening to the Pointed Sticks, well, 604-822-2487, UBC, CITR, if you'd like to win some free tickets to go see the Pointed Sticks tomorrow at Richards on Richards. There's two shows happening, one at 3 p.m. and one at 8 p.m. Let me know which one you want to go to. I'll put you on the guest list, 604-822-2487, UBC, CITR. And then after that, some Pointed Sticks interview, hopefully. Here's more sticks. time I'd like to turn you over to the more than capable Mr. Gordon Nicole on keyboards. Imagine you're very poor.
I'm numb.
after having a bad experience with an educational institute. A bad experience. How many people here graduated from high school? No! Come on! You're not supposed to know the words to this song. Everyone in the back having fun? How's it going back there, everyone? Hey, are you sitting down or you have amputations for legs? Okay. That was Colin's crack for the night. Okay, Colin's the wit in the I'm band, the only, you know? I'm the, no, I'm the only unit in this band with balls. One, two, three, four! Once upon a time, I would get up in the morning and I'd ride the bus with my books in the sack to the place where they taught me this and that. But the only thing I learned was a bus ride back. Because I don't like the teachers. I don't like their procedures. Because I hate writing essays. I quit school because I know too much. You'll never catch me in a classroom again. You'll only see me on the street You'll never hear me talking rocks again I'm sick of bees and seas and bourgeoisies I quit school Cause I don't like the teachers I quit school I don't like the procedures I quit school Cause I hate writing essays I quit school Because I learned to mind <laughs> I've lost count for how many times I stayed up late with my shit in a night Just trying to be sure I'm pulling a good mark To give it back to me What have I got? Cause I don't like the teachers I don't like the procedures Cause I hate writing essays Cause I learned too much You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have on the line right now? Hello, are you there, callers? Are you talking yeah. about You mean us? Yes, who are you? Um, uh, we're the point of six. <laughs> We've got, um, we got Gord here, and Tony, and myself, Bill. And Ian, um, Nick's here, but um, he's, he's kind of off the point, so he won't be hearing from Hello? Yes, we have the Pointed Sticks live on the line. If anybody has any questions for the Pointed Sticks, it's 604-822-247, 604-UBC-CITR. So the Pointed Sticks are back utilizing technology. Your first interview in 25 years on CITR, and what happens? You guys are on the speakerphone. <laughs> 
it's a, it's a good speakerphone. It's amazing. The pointed sticks are back. So please tell me, pointed sticks. Tomorrow night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, it's the pointed sticks playing two shows: an afternoon show at Richards and Richards, and an evening show at Richards and Richards. Now, it is not a reunion. I love it. It's a reenactment. Could you explain about the pointed sticks reenactment? It is not a reunion. It's a reenactment. I know. I know. Uh, Ian. Oh, okay. How do you work this thing? <laughs> Hello, are you there, Nardwar? Yes, I am still there. <laughs> oh, uh, well, we, we just thought we'd call it a reenactment because we hate the, the word reunion. It's overused. And it's used in the sense that it's the Pointed Sticks Historical Society that meets, right? Every 25 years? Well, yes. it's not an actual historical society. We just liken our action to those of historical society. And 25 years after your last gig in Vancouver, you have reenacted what's going to happen. Now, what is going to happen tomorrow night at Riches and Riches? And what was the last thing that happened in Vancouver? When was the last time the Pointed Sticks played in Vancouver? And maybe, and maybe, and maybe since we're on speakerphone using new technology, you could please identify what organization you're from and then answer the question. Like, for instance, hi, I'm Ian Tiles representing the Pointed Sticks, and this is the answer. You know, in that way, please. Okay, well, over to Nick Jones. Hi, I'm Nick Jones uh, representing the Pointed Sticks. Uh, in answer to your questions, Nardwar, uh, the last Pointed Sticks gig was May of 1981 in some decrepit warehouse at some guy's birthday party. Uh, it, we, we faded out. Uh, we didn't burn out. We faded away. Uh, and what was the other question? You had another question too, but that was the last gig. Was in March of March, May of nineteen eighty-one. So it's twenty-five years, twenty-six years almost. Now, Nick, I was also wondering about your gigs in Vancouver. What will make the Richards on Richards gig unique c- compared to your other gigs? Because you have had some interesting gigs over the years. For instance, did not the Pointed Sticks play an entire week at the Cave? What was the Cave, and what was it like playing there for an entire week? The Cave was the greatest nightclub that Vancouver ever knew. It was fantastic playing there for a week because we had the opportunity to have different opening acts most nights. But if you can imagine a 500-seat nightclub, a two-tiered nightclub with excellent sight lines, excellent, a huge stage, an excellent PA system, and I can't remember whether it's stalactites or stalagmites, but the ones that come down from the ceiling. The no, there's none coming up the floor. Those were the patrons. Um, but anyway, the stalactites are the stalagmites. If you can imagine all that in one spot, that's how great the cave was. Gone now these probably 20 years. Um, Commodore, great, but the cave's still my all-time favorite nightclub in Vancouver. But what makes this gig different is 25 years. That's what makes it different. So we don't look the same, and we don't act the same, but we kind of sound the same. Now, Nick Jones and Bill Napier-Hemi of the Pointed Sticks, to ease into this interview, I played a recording of yours, I Quit School. Do you remember that song? And will that be played tomorrow night at Richards on Richards? Is that a little hint of what will be played tomorrow night at Richards on Richards? Um, Nardwar, you own that song now, okay? We're not, we're not playing anymore. It's yours now. Where was that song ever played in the Pointed Sticks? At the Quadra Club. It was played in 1978. When did the Pointed Sticks stop playing I Quit School? At the Quadra Club in 1978. <laughs> and was that a Tony Bardock composition? Who wrote I Quit School? Was that Tony Bardock or was you that Bill Napier Hemi? You know Napier the Hemi? answer to that, Nardwar. You know the answer to that. And what might the answer be? And what might the irony bill be, Bill Napier Hemi Bill? <laughs> <laughs> I see where you go. And 
<laughs> because I want to talk a little bit about the show happening tomorrow. There's an all-ages gig happening tomorrow. Well, it's the Pointed Sticks playing at Richards and Richards. A rare all-ages gig happening at Richards on Richards tomorrow at 3 p.m. where all ages can go. And, Bill, I understand some of your ex-students will be playing there. And later on, they'll be hanging out listening to the Pointed Sticks sing, I Quit School. Yeah, they're, um, uh, two, uh, they're two of my students that graduated last year, and they're in a band called Film to Paper, and they're, uh, they're really good musicians, and uh, I'm real proud of them, and they're, they're going to they're open, open the afternoon show. And we have a caller right now. Caller, are you there? Yes, Nardwar. It's Bev Davies phoning in. You have a question for the Pointed Sticks, Bev Davies. Uh, I guess I should have a question because I'm phoning in. Hi, guys. Really looking forward to the show at Richards and Richards. Bev Davies, legendary photographer whose show is opening tonight, not in conflict with the pointed sticks, is it, Bev? No. No, it will just get people in the mood and then they can head on down tomorrow. And this is pretty interesting, Bev, because it's 144 of your favorite punk rock photos from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada are being displayed for a couple weeks at the Gem Gallery at 225 East Broadway. Right. And there's some pictures of the Pointed Sticks there and pictures of Rude Norton that has Nick, the singer from the Pointed Sticks, drumming in Rude Norton. Nick, what can you tell us about Rude Norton? Well, I can tell you Rude Norton was a bit of an alter ego for certain other band members, for certain other bands. For, it, was a, it was an expression of people's musical talents. Uh, um, Nick, oh, can you move a bit closer to the speaker? The reason I say this is because... How's this? Is that better? Uh, that sounds really good. Actually, the reason I say this as well, because Root uh, Norton is very valuable. It's one of the most sought-after Vancouver collectibles. I don't know if you know that, worth hundreds of dollars. So I, know, I guess I, people I, are really interested. In the, they're going to hang on your every word to know about Root Norton, who you can see pictures of tonight at the Gem Gallery 22. East 225 East Broadway, and also for the next couple of weeks at Bev Davies Show. But Rude Norton, back to you, Nick. Uh, well, as far as I know, uh, I know that the Rude Norton, the original Rude Norton EP has sold for as much as $300 on eBay, and the only local record I've seen sell for more was the first Subhuman single, which I actually saw one time go for $500, which when I told Wimpy about that, his answer to me was, I've got two of them. So, <laughs> uh, but Rude Norton was, uh, it was me and Dimwood and Wimpy, everybody playing something different than what they were normally used to doing. And uh, it, was a great, uh, it was a great way for Dimwood to express his, uh, express his talents that he never got to, that never came out when he was behind the drums. Are there many pictures of Dimwood in your exhibition there, Bev Davies? What sort of Dimwood pics do you have there? Yep, there's, there's quite a few. One I can think of is there's one of him and Bill Napier Hemi standing at the bottom of a set of stairs that I think are the back door stairs to the Commodore, where um, Load In, Load Out is done from. And, of course, some Rude Norton pictures, because he was right up front. He wasn't hiding behind the symbols. He wasn't in those pictures. Now, Dimwit will not be there tonight, unfortunately, but his spirit will be there, taken over by Ian Tiles. Dimwit told quite a few jokes. We were playing a tape here called Live at the Rock Room. Where was the Rock Room? I don't even know where the Rock Room was. Do you guys know where the Rock Room was? Yeah, you guys we do go to the Rock Room. Well, actually, it depends on which Rock Room you're talking about, because there was the Riviera Rock Room in Edmonton. There was Gary Taylor's Rock Room on Hornby Street in Vancouver, and there was also a rock room in Calgary. I mean, every city's got a rock room, right? It sounded like a live radio broadcast from a rock room. There was the Battle of the Bands um, that happened 
somewhere in 79 before I was taking pictures that well, there's we, um, the only pictures that I think that's at some sort of rock room. And then mm -hmm. Gary Taylor's, of course, had most of the Battle of the Bands there for a while. Yeah. But I thought there was another one somewhere. Well, the reason I mention that, during the set that I've been playing, I'm not sure if this joke has come up yet, but there's a dimwit joke, Pointed Sticks, because a big part of the Pointed Sticks is the jokes. Is that true, Pointed Sticks? And again, we're speaking here live to the Pointed Sticks, who are playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, tomorrow night at Richards & Richards. First time in 25 years. <laughs> Two shows, one at 3 p.m., one at 8 p.m., 604-822-2487, UBCCITR, if you have any questions for the Pointed Sticks. The Pointed Sticks have a, quite a few fun little jokes with him, and it was a dimwit joke. Uh, do you remember this dimwit joke? I'm going to ask you. Pointed sticks. This is a dimwit joke. How do you make a turtle disappear? Flush the toilet and the turtle disappears. <laughs> Ba-boom. Yes, that's the dimwit joke. <laughs> The pointed sticks still got. Now, there is another pointed sticks. Do you remember? Are you going to recycle some of these jokes at all, pointed sticks? No, we'll leave it up to you. You're doing a great job. Okay, here's another pointed sticks joke from the stage. Tell me if you can remember this. This is told by the pointed sticks. This was Nick Jones of the pointed sticks. Nick, are you there of the pointed sticks? Are you there? Yes, Nardwar, I'm here. N Nick Jones of the pointed sticks. What's the difference between the fruits and the vegetables? Gerard Street Bridge. Ba-boom! Again, these are samplings from the Point of Stick set years ago. You actually said, what is the Gerard Street Bridge, right? If we were on Jeopardy. <laughs> Bev Davies, any other questions or anything else you'd like to tell the Pointed Sticks at all? Well, of course, come on down to your exhibition for the next couple of weeks. It's 144 punk rock picks, right, Bev? You've right. developed these from the vaults. 144. You've got high for the past two weeks. And actually, Bev... It makes me think, do you have any pictures that are of Mount Fuji? Could you tell the Pointed Sticks, lastly, this little dimwit memory of the band Mount Fuji? Or do you guys remember the band Mount Fuji at all, Pointed Sticks? I'm still working on Quiet. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, maybe you could tell them, okay, It was um, Toddzilla and... Anyway, Dimwit was on drums, and he was dressed as Mount Fuji. So he had, like, this cone on top of his head that was the top of the mountain. And Bob was making the atmosphere, Montgomery, was making the atmosphere smoke on the stage. And he was using one of those old-fashioned toasters that burns the slices of toast. And at some point, the, the burnt toast just got overwhelming and then went, ripped the thing off his head and went after Bob saying, you're trying to kill me, you're trying to kill me. And then the rest of the night when people came into the Buddha, you could hear people saying, why does it smell like burnt toast in here? Ah, the good old days. <laughs> Will there be the smell of burnt toast tomorrow at Richards on Richards? I don't think so. <laughs> Are you bringing any toast with you? That's the question. Will there be smoke? Will there be smoke? No, there's going to be everything but smoke. Well, yes. thanks so much for phoning in, Bev Davies. Oh, the only other thing hey, I'd Bev? say, Nardwar, is to remind people that there is an all-ages gig. If they want to bring their kids, which might be interesting, they want to come and see the Pointed Sticks, they can go to the afternoon show. Yes, we gave away a few tickets earlier for the evening show, which is almost sold out. But I understand from the promoter, Peter, from Timber Productions, there are still lots of tickets left for the afternoon show, the 3 p.m. all-ages show at 
Richards on Richards. And you also get Raised by Wolves and Bill Napier's Protégés as well. And in the evening show, you get the Transmiters and the Shiny Diamonds as well. And of course, please check out, if you can, Bev Davies' show. That's at the Gem Gallery, 225 East Broadway, Broadway in Maine and Vancouver for the next couple weeks. Well, thanks so much, Bev. And Thank you. Do do the do Yes. Can I ask Bev a question before you go? Bev, what time will your show start tonight? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Okay, maybe we'll see you there tonight. Okay, see okay. you there. Okay, Bev, and doot-doot-loot-doo. Click, click. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show, and we still have on the line the Point of Sticks who are playing in Vancouver tomorrow night. Now, I don't know if you heard way, way back in the show, probably because you were maybe a bit late phoning in, but I played the real Mackenzie's cover of the Point of Sticks. What covers do you guys remember of being done of the Point of Sticks? I know Gob did a cover of the Point of Sticks. I played the Fastbacks doing Apologies. Did you hear the real Mackenzie's cover where they changed out of luck into out of scotch. Uh, yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> but he hasn't been paid. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. Uh, there's a few other bands as well. There's a band called the Yum Yums from Norway who did Out of Luck as well. And there's a band from, there's a band from, a couple of bands in America that have covered Out of Luck as well. There's at least three or four covers of Out of Luck. I don't know about the other songs, but a few of that. And I know there's a band called the Evaporators who did one of our songs as well, too. Where did you guys learn the song The Witch? Where did the Point of Sticks learn The Witch? Because I thought that was really cool. You guys covering The Witch by the Sonics. How did you learn The Witch by the Sonics? I mean, where did you find the record? Where did you discover them? Because you were covering The Witch, the Sonics, when they weren't really that popular like they are now. Well, I remember hearing it as a child. Yeah, we, well, you know, when we, when we always used to do a few covers back then. That was one thing that the Point of Sticks did that most other local bands didn't do, is we always liked a well-chosen cover. Uh, we did some great ones. We did a band from Montreal called The Haunted, who had a classic song called One Two Five, and we were very much into the those garagey kind of things. And the Sonics, I mean, you know, they were one step away from being the Kingsmen. Uh, the Witch could have been Louis Louis just as easily. So. And you guys did Little Red Book, and I also see that you guys did Nothing Holding You by Active Dog. You did an Active Dog cover. Yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah, why not? Active Dog, great band. Comprised of a couple pointed shticks. And did you guys ever cover the dish rags, too? Yes, we did. We did Death in the Family on occasion, later on in the the thing. And here's one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, The Pointed Sticks, there's five of us in the band tomorrow night, all members back from the day. And there was five other people who played in the Pointed Sticks besides the five of us. One of them, sadly, has departed, as we know, uh, Dimwit, Gary Mist. But the other four members are all going to be there tomorrow night. Uh, they're not going to be playing with us on stage, but we're lucky enough to have nine of nine of the ten people who were pointed six will all be there tomorrow night. Yeah, let's just quickly go down the list here. Ernie Dick from Ernie Dick and the Pointed Sticks. Does he still work at the UBC Library? Will Ernie Dick be there? Uh, I don't know if Ernie's going to be there. Ernie never actually played with the Pointed Sticks. I think he actually practiced with us once. But I think he's got quite a good... I think... We probably came up with the point of sticks because we had a guy named Ernie Dick in the band. You know, it was probably the, the rhyming thing probably led to the name. How so about that's Ernie's contribution? Not much of a musical contribution from Little Ern, but you know, oh, Ernie Dick and the point of sticks. Yeah, Ernie Dick and the point of sticks. Yeah. How about? I don't know if Ernie's going to be there, but as far as I know, yes, he still does work at UBC. So Ernie, if you're out there, hope to see you tomorrow night. How about Moon Man? Who was Moon Man? Oh, Moon Man. Uh, Moon Man. Be there. The Moon Man won't be there, no. No, the Moon Man. 
Moonman actually, uh, he was Gord's roommate. I had known him years before, and he was Gord's roommate. And he actually, uh, there's a song called All My Clock Stopped, and Moonman was the lyricist on All My Clock Stopped. So he has a, sort of a, a seminal connection with the band, you know? And there was Colin as well. Will he be there? Colin Griffiths? Yes. He was a yes, huge jerk. He was a huge jerk. And also, I was curious, Ian will be there. Ian Tiles drumming, of course. How many times did Ian quit the Point of Sticks? Actually, how many times did every member of the Point of Sticks quit the Point of Sticks? Because didn't Bill quit the Point of Sticks too? Bill, did you quit the Point of Sticks? Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) No, Ian was the only one who ever actually quit the Point of Sticks. I think Tony sort of quit too. And uh, maybe we, I don't know, we may have all quit, but that's the most important thing is, is that we're all here now, really. No? Well, I thought it was... Hey, Nardware, this is uh, Gord yeah. from the Point of Sticks here. I just say, once I joined this band, they wouldn't let me leave. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting because I read that Bill quit the Point of Sticks because he was into Brian Eno, and Ian quit the Point of Sticks because he wanted to get involved in the button business. The button business. Is that true, Ian? No, Ian quit the uh, business. And, and, and no, I, I didn't get into the button business because uh, all the buttons I ever made, they fell apart anyway. But um, no, I, I quit uh, to just um, to just I just wanted to loaf around. He was scared of success. That's Do you know right. who replaced Ian in the Point of Sticks? Which is actually something. That is one member of the band who won't be there. He only ever did three gigs with Chuck, us, but he won't Was it there. Chuck Biscuits by chance of DOA? Well done, Nardwar. Well done. And this I was kind of interested about this is Chuck Biscuits played drums for the Pointed Sticks. Was that the night that the Clash saw the Pointed Sticks? Or did no, the... no. Ian was in the band the night the Clash saw the Pointed Did the Clash yeah. ever see the Pointed Sticks? Yeah, because... yeah, 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 they did. The no, Clash for... did come to the windmill. It was a double bill, Pointed Sticks and DOA at the windmill, and the Clash did come out. So we soundly routed them in a soccer game that afternoon. Because I heard a story that people heard the Clash were going to go partying after one of their gigs or something, and they were going to show up at a club, but the people at the club didn't want the Pointed Sticks to play. They wanted Rabid to play instead because Rabid were punk and the Pointed Sticks were not. Were you guys ever pushed off a bill in favor of Rabid? <laughs> no one would have told us that, that it happened. Uh, no, no. Well, we were New Wave, though. You remember back in the day, that was a big distinction between punk and New Wave. Because so. Rabid were the punk band, weren't they? Who were Rabid? They were the punk band in Vancouver, right? They were a punk band. They were a punk band. They were second generation punk. Band. I don't know. Why don't you look up all your old Rabid recordings? They sounded a lot like us with Sid Six again. No, they didn't. They didn't. You know, the Rabid made their mark. We'd there's, a big, lo- there's a big rabid reunion coming up next year, I think. And we're speaking here to the Pointed Sticks, who are playing tomorrow night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at Richards & Richards. Two shows, one at 3 p.m., all ages, and another one at 8 p.m., a dwinking show. The Pointed Sticks' first show in 25 years. You just returned from Japan, you stiff recording artist, you, you Pointed Sticks. What sort of stuff did the fans have in Japan? What were some of the rarest Pointed Sticks items that they had? Well, I can tell you, they had original vinyl. I mean, some of those original vinyls, I mean, the, the original What Do You Want Me To Do single, the first pressing on the orange and the green label, there was a thousand of each one of them. There was plenty of those. We saw a lot of those. There was a lot of original Perfect Youth vinyl. There was, I mean, all the original vinyl, but there was fly posters. Like, there was, there was advertising posters for the Real Thing singles that we saw there that we thought, wow, that's pretty amazing that you've got that because there was probably only 500 of them made and how many of them are still in existence. 
But there was also like the kind of posters where you stick up on a wall with flour and water, like gate posters from 26 gigs, like gates at the cave. And they were like parchment paper, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, and they'd bring us up and bring these up to us and like let us totally deface them with Sharpies. It was quite amazing, I have to say. They're incredible collectors. How had most of the people in Japan heard of you guys? Was it through the internet? How did they hear of you? We thought it was from you. They're all Nardwar fans. What other bands did the promoter bring over? What this this particular promoter? Yeah. What, what other th- what other uh, what North American bands has he brought to Japan? I'm not really too sure. He didn't really oh, talk about that. Yeah, he brought DOA over the first time they went there, which was Nikki. Didn't he bring and over like yeah. Nikki and the Corvettes as well? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm always curious about what other bands are on their radar. Now that you guys are the eyes and ears of Vancouver to Pointed Sticks hanging out in Japan, etc., were there other bands that were into I guess they were excited about the Modernettes because they're going over there, right? They were. They love their power pop over there. They're very, they're very, they're like scholars. You know, they know, they do their research and they, I don't know, I think they write essays and give them to each other, you know. <laughs> and Joey Shithead had done quite a bit of work for the Pointed Sticks over there too. He'd done some exploratory tours over there with DOA, right? He kind of got it going? Absolutely. Huge shout out to Joey. Without Joey, uh, there's a few people we could name off, but the first amongst them would be Joey and Dale Weiss, and without those two guys, uh, right now, you would not be talking to the point of sticks, I can tell you that. And is it true that they were doing Tim Ray covers over there? That's how into the point of sticks scene, they were doing Tim Ray covers, the legendary Tim Ray and A.V. featuring okay. Bill Napier Henry. They were doing Tim Ray covers. Okay, so this is the first night that we're there. Uh, the first night that we're doing a gig, we've, we've got to Tokyo... We've gone to Tokyo. We got on Tokyo the first night, gotten drunk. Then the next night we practiced and went out and, and had dinner and got drunk again. Walked around Tokyo for a while. Then we got in a van and drove for eight hours on Japanese highways, which I had never done before, which was a lot of fun. Going into Japanese truck stops, which are a lot different than the Husky out there on Highway One. <laughs> and, uh, it was pretty cool. You get a lot of good rice crackers there. Um, so anyway, so we get to the first gig in Kyoto. We don't really know what's going on. We walk in and the club's packed. So we go into a dressing room in the back. The first thing we see written on the wall is the name of a band, the Dimwits. So we go, this is a good sign here. So we're sitting back there. We're all kind of nervous because we haven't played in 25 years. We're critiquing each other's wardrobes and all that sort of thing. And uh, then we hear this band playing this song. Bill goes, no, that, that sounds like Dying in Brooklyn by Tim Ray. And I go, it does. And then, of course, they break into the chorus and it's Dying in Brooklyn by Tim Ray, which they followed up with... Uh, I think the one they played after that was... Urban Gorilla? No, it's a subhuman song, but it wasn't like Slave to My Dick. No, it wasn't Slave to My Dick, it was that... Uh... We don't care what you say. No, no, either. They played a subhuman song anyway, so... So anyway, so yes, it is true. They do cover Tim Ray. He's huge in Japan. <laughs> The le- the legendary Tim Ray, the first punk rocker, the first punk rock single to come out of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, pretty much. And we're speaking here to the, well, first punk rockers from Vancouver to get signed to Stiff Records, who are playing tomorrow night at Riches and Riches in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The Pointed Sticks, we're speaking to all of them live on a speakerphone on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, 604-822-247, 604-UBC-CITR. If anybody out there... Has any questions for the Pointed Sticks? I have a quote for you, Pointed Sticks. Are you ready, Pointed Sticks? Yes. Yeah. God, God save the Pointless Sticks. They used to give us fun. Now they're trying to make it, yelling boogie to everyone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't 
Jim Cummins, was it? Now, who said that? This is... This well, it sounds is, like something that Mike Normal would say, so I'll give him credit for that. This is the quote... Oh. No, it wasn't. God saved the pointless sticks. They used to give us fun. Now they're trying to make it, yelling boogie to everyone. This is something written about you. This is a song verse written about you guys in the 1970s, early 80s, by a member of a Vancouver punk band. Well, it had to be the top humans. And it's probably a guy who's right now saying, God saved the pointed sticks for saving my company. Ah, Joe, there you go. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, Joe, you're not getting in the guest list. <laughs> what was the name of that song, Nardwar? I'm not sure. The lyrics go, God saved the pointless sticks. They used to give us fun. Now they're trying to make it yelling boogie to everyone. That was Joey Shithead. That's a lyric of a Joey Shithead song from uh, years ago. Can I ago. say something here? No, 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 actually... Joey Shithead has yelled boogie to everyone way more times in his life than I ever have. I'll guarantee you that. Now, now just for the people listening... Hey, have a good time over there. Now, maybe you could please elaborate. What makes it interesting that Joey is saying that? Because years later, he is your record label now. Maybe tell the people about that. Joey is your record label. Uh, yeah, Sudden Death Records. They're doing a great job of re-releasing all this local stuff. Um, I was talking with some of the Tough Humans guys, and I guess he's, they're, they're hoping to get his, their stuff out on his label as well. But between the modern S and the young Canadians and us and his own stuff, um, you know, I mean, let's face it, Nardwar, people are still talking about this music 26 years later, so it had to have something. That was a great scene, and I think he's doing a huge service in keeping it alive right now. And, so. and God saved the pointless sticks. And here we go, caller, are you there? I'm here, and I have a question. Go ahead, caller, to the pointed stick. Speak up, too, please, caller. Oh, yeah. When I, when I was younger, a little younger, back in the day, uh, I went out and bought a 45 by the pointed sticks and played it until the needle had just ground right through the record. Uh, single was the real thing, an old 45. What was on the B side of that single? The B side of the real I, thing? I can't quite kind of sum it up. I can't really. it. But I used to, any recollection there? Uh, yeah, Nardwar, you can answer that for him. The, the pointed sticks, the real thing, backed with the... I, I do remember reading a review of the single, and people didn't like the real thing, but they liked the B-side. Which was the B-side of the real thing? I, I don't know. I want to remember. <laughs> I'll hang up. <laughs> what, 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 what? Oh, it would have been Caller. Are you still there? Out of luck. I'm guessing it's out of luck. Yeah, obviously. What did your record look like with the needle ground right through it? Caller, are you still there? Still have it? Caller, are you still there? Caller, are you still there? Caller. Caller, are you. uh, The caller is gone. uh, But we still have time for a few more calls. 604 822 247. 604 UBCCATR. And, caller, you can come down to the gig tomorrow night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and see the Point of Sticks. First show. This is pretty incredible, isn't it, Point of Sticks? Is this. Hey, Nardwar, I got something to tell you. Um, People looking for tickets for the evening show, I think probably a pretty good. 
they should probably see if they can get them tomorrow because I don't think there's many left for the evening show. The afternoon show I don't think is a problem, but the evening show, it's going to sell out for sure. So if you're desperate and you don't want to be disappointed. And here's one other thing. Uh, the afternoon show, we're going to be on stage at 4.45. 26 will be on stage at 4.45. Uh, Raised by Wolves and uh, some film paper will be on before us. Doors open at 3 and film the paper will be on very shortly after that. The evening show, we're not entirely sure what time we're going on yet, but be there before 9.30 if you want to make sure that you see us and be there even earlier than that if you want to make sure you see the other band because I think they may be turning the place into a discotheque at midnight and pumpkins, I don't know. Cinderella, I don't know what's going on there. And also, we've got an MC for the show. Nardwar, who would that MC be for the show? I would like to say that it has been quite a whirlwind for the Pointed Sticks, hasn't it? <laughs> Pointed Sticks, I read a headline on you guys. One of the headlines said, can nothing stop the Pointed Sticks? And then I read another headline a uh, couple months later, going, doing some archival work here, and it said, Pointed Sticks get butt kicked. So it went all the way from can nothing stop them to get their butt kicked. Was it a whirlwind in the Pointed Sticks? Whirlwind. What, yeah. did, what did it feel like to be mashed up like that? To be well, like... let me tell you something, Nardwar. From the time we did our first gig, from the time we had our first practice to the time we finished was less than two and a half years. And if you think nowadays, most bands take two and a half years between records or between tours. And we put out four singles, an album, toured all over the place, and broke up and had three drummers and a bunch of guitar players and all kinds of other people, and we were gone two and a half years later. And so yeah, Whirlwind, you might say, was a good description. And had time to appear in Out of the Blue, Dennis Hopper's Out of the Blue. And I'd like to ask you about that, where you guys are making an appearance there with Dim on drums. How much of that was live? What was it like playing in a movie? Because it looks like a bit of it's actually live there. Well, the actual, the actual set, it's mixed. If, if, if you look at us playing, it's the singles that you're hearing with the movie, the actual live movie over the top, the live movie take over the top of it. So it's kind of a mixture of both. But that was quite an amazing night, and anybody who was there that night will tell you. Um, can, I, can I give you a quick story about that? Go ahead. Uh, okay, so... Dennis Hopper shows up. The whole story behind it, anybody who's never seen the movie Out of the Blue, in the 1970s, the Canadian, music, uh, the Canadian film industry was all about losing money. So basically what you would do is you would invest money into a movie in Canada. You would invest a million dollars, and then when the movie flopped and went straight to cable, you would say, wow, I spent $5 million on that movie and get the equivalent tax break, which the movies were never meant to succeed. Uh, that they, So you would get a star vehicle, they would direct, you'd pay them their little blah, 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 and the movie would go away, and you'd get your tax break. Well, with that movie, this, the star vehicle, it was for Raymond Burr initially, which as you, you know, he plays the psych- I don't Have you ever seen the movie? Yes, I have. I must. Raymond Burr plays the psychiatrist in the movie. So that was the original movie with Raymond Burr as the psychiatrist in the story of this troubled teen. But halfway through, they ran out of money, and Raymond Burr went, got my money, see ya. And they still had half a movie left to make. So they called up young Dennis down in Hollywood, who at that point was about as close to Frank Booth as he was ever going to get in his lifetime. And I'm not entirely sure what the... the, what the, what actually happened, but I've, all, I've heard rumors that the financing of the movie had a lot to do with a certain Peruvian product that, you know, was filtered through, uh, through the Vancouver economy. So we had our meeting with Dennis. You know, we got the part punk rock band in the movie. So we got the meeting with Dennis. We went down to meet him where he was shooting somewhere in 4th Street. It was the middle of the daytime, and it was apparent that Dennis hadn't been to bed for a week. 
Um, so we got five minutes alone with them, and we were going, Dennis, well, how do we fit in with the movie? What's going on? Can we see the script? And Dennis's response to us was, there's no script. It's all in my noodle. So, <laughs> And there's other good stories to go along with that that I could share with you some other time. But uh, that, was, that was basically, that was our take on Dennis at the time. But the movie, do you know that movie was actually the runner-up for, uh, for the gold prize at the Cannes Film Festival the year that it showed there? That is pretty amazing. I actually had Dennis Hopper on the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show, and I asked him about it, but he didn't remember a whole hell of a lot about it. Really? Very surprising. It was all kind of a complete blur. In fact, people can actually visit the Nardwarta Human Serviette archives at nardwar.com and listen to that interview, and he didn't remember a hell of a lot, but he did mention Khan, which was pretty amazing, and I didn't realize that it actually went there. But when you look at the movie, which is available on DVD, DVDs have popped up of Out of the Blue at, like, dollar stores everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's actually a pretty good movie, all things considered. And I have to say that the scene... It was very convincing. It looks like a real punk rock gig because it kind of was, you know. So I thought he captured the essence of it quite well. And, mo and most punk rock gigs have the manager on stage watching the band, right? Because that's what happens in Out of the Blue. Steve Macklem on stage. <laughs> well, isn't that where you belong? He wants the six stick after all, so... <laughs> and we're speaking here to the Point of Sticks who are playing tomorrow night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at Richards on Richards. I was curious, speaking of managers and stuff, how many offers were on the table for the Pointed Sticks when you were offered record deals, etc.? Like there was United Artists, RCA, Sire, Stiff. How many were out there? Were there quite a few? About 30. <laughs> so we waded through them all and picked the most lucrative one, Stiff Records. So, <laughs> no, uh, there was, it actually, at the end of it, there was a lot of interest around, but, you know, at the time, uh, record companies were more interested in maintaining the status quo than they were of actually encouraging any new growth. But we've gone over that a million times before in other interviews, but that was really what it was all about at the time, was keeping things the way they were rather than other than, you know, trying to invest in, in any sort of new talent. But there was two serious offers. One was from Sire Records in New York, and the other one was Stiff. So in retrospect, we probably picked the wrong company because Sire's, I think, still going and Stiff aren't. But what were Stiff's plans for the band? Obviously, it didn't work out, but what were their plans? They must have told you some plans, some big master plan, or was there not a plan? What were some of the ideas that were shot around that Stiff said, okay, in a couple of years, you'll tour here, you'll do this? What were some of the plans? There must have been some... Well, their, first, their first plan was to invest $100,000 in us, and then when the record went bankrupt, to say that they'd spent a million dollars and get a tax break on it. That was their first plan, so... so yeah. No, I don't, I don't honestly know. I don't think they ever had a plan because Nardwar, to be quite honest, they were in the process of going broke at the time when they signed us. So it only lasted another year after we were done, and they were definitely in the process of going broke. And I think when we went over there, they were more worried about their finances than they were about some pop band from Canada. Could have you just licensed your songs to them so you didn't have to re-record them? Like, why didn't you re-release your first three singles in England on Stiff, the ones you had here? Because they sounded so great here. Why wouldn't they sound great in England? Well, that was, they actually, we should have done that, but what they did was they sent Brinsley Schwartz over here to re-record those songs, which was a totally pointless exercise, you know. Um, so. Did they not like the way those songs sounded? Like, why did they send them over to re-record some of those? Well, basically, this is Gord. Basically, so they could get the, uh, the licensing rights for those versions. Because they, they couldn't, you know, use the other versions. That's right, Cricassons owned the other versions, yeah. Now, speaking of that, Gord, Lies is such a great tune. How come that wasn't used as the stiff single? Lies, lies. That would have been amazing as the stiff single. 
It certainly would have. I have to agree with you there. I think my songwriting was the real high point of this band. <laughs> and, Gord, you mentioned a bit about licensing and stuff. If you go on the internet and search, like, pointed sticks and stiff, I notice it actually comes up to an actual place that actually has your stuff. Like, it claims that they actually own the songs. Did you see that? Right, it's the, the stiff warehouse or something like that. or the, it's, You know what? Stiff don't actually own that. Someone bought the stiff catalog off of that. I mean, you can get anything that's stiff released on that same website. Is that correct, Nardwar? Yes. Like you can get Lena Lovitch and Jonah right. Louie and all of those bands, you know? It's yeah, called... Basically, it's just them licensing those versions of those songs. But we're just another... Like, whoever bought their catalog just put the whole thing up there on the website and said, if you want to use any of this, you know... You're, you're paying us. We've never got a dime from Stiff, not one dime. It was you. I think that we actually deserve any money or earned any money from them, but we've never gotten any. So. It's Union Square Music, and they have the songs Out of Luck, Somebody's Mom, and What Do You Want Me to Do, available from the Pointed Sticks, or you can actually just go to Pointed Sticks tomorrow night at Richards and Richards and ask them if you can use their songs at <laughs> Richards and Richards. At- 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. Lots of tickets still available for the 3 p.m. all-ages show at Richards on Richards and 8 p.m. for the drinking show. So I still have a few more questions left here, Point of Sticks. Should we continue next week? Can we ask a question? Are we are we available next week at all, Pointed Sticks, to do this all over again? Like, you know, we'll do the interview and then you'll play at Richards on Richards again on Saturday night. Can we do this again? Because there's still much more to cover here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you'll never get all of us in one spot again, like you have today. Um, let's talk about that later. Let's uh, give me your best question. Are we are we out of time now? Have you got time for one more question? We are winding up here right now with the pointed sticks coming up. CITR News. I do have something that I did want to discuss with you. And lastly, maybe it does summarize the pointed sticks here. This right here, and I've. I've kind of dragged Bill through this many times, Bill, and I apologize. But this is indicative, perhaps, of the pointed sticks and where they stand and where they did stand. This is some fan mail to you guys, pointed sticks. Are you ready? Go on. This is some fan mail to the pointed sticks, actual pointed sticks fan mail from 1980 to the pointed sticks. And tell me if this summarizes what the fans were thinking. Dear Pointed Sticks, I thought I'd write to tell you how much I love Perfect Youth and how it almost drives me to tears that A, nobody knows who you are, B, your record hasn't a one in a million chance in being a hit. My two favorite albums this year are your album and the DB's Stand for Decibels and no record company in America will touch either. That's how your music strikes me. I've got hundreds of great albums from the past five years that failed in the commercial sense. It's almost if it doesn't sell, it's good. I don't exactly know what I'm trying to say, except that maybe I understand I like your music and fuck everybody else. It doesn't matter to me how popular you are if you make good music. I just want to see you survive. But you need sales to survive. I don't know what to say. Stay with it if you can afford to. I'm worried that if somebody doesn't say something to you, Pointed Sticks, you might think that no one's out there. We are in small numbers. Speaking of numbers, there's another great Canadian pop group, the Piolas, too. I hope it's enough, and I hope I can hear more from you soon on vinyl. Good luck. 
I really mean it. John, Champaign, Illinois. What's really amazing about that fan letter, are you still there, Pointed Sticks? Are you weeping? Now, what's really amazing about that fan letter is that it was written by a guy who later became lead singer of the famous rock and roll band Pansy Division, queer core, homo core rockers known for great songs like Cocksucker Club and all sorts of great numbers. They opened up for Green Day, etc., etc. So you gave this guy hope, and it was amazing. He was saying, please, just hang in it. And I think that's kind of the sediment for everybody. You hung in there, and you have survived. All the way to Richards and Richards tomorrow night. That's right. <laughs> and division. What a great band. Yeah. And, hope, and hopefully we can continue. And actually, just quickly, Bill Napier-Hemi, your rap career. That's what I was curious about. What rap bands did you, did you record during your rap career? Um, Stethosonic, Cool Keith, Ultramagnetic MCs. Careers? Those are the only ones anyone would ever have heard of. Heard of. Which is pretty amazing, from Pointed Sticks all the way to Cool Keith. I mean, that is just great there. We'll be doing some rapping tomorrow night, too. So uh, for anyone who's there, you know, we've got the turntables, and we're going to be busting some moves and, like, laying down some feet. And, and um, Nardbar, speaking, of, uh, speaking of MCs, who's going to be the MC tomorrow, Nardbar? And we also had an email question that came up. We had an email question that came up. It said, have you ever met the band Sticks? The pointed Sticks met Sticks. Have you had any encounters with Sticks at all? Well, when we did that tour with them, it led to quite a few problems, I have to say. No, we've never met the band Sticks, although I once sold their t-shirts and made a lot of money off them. So. And Nick Jones of the Pointed Sticks, you were also in the band The Hunting Party, and did not The Hunting Party get tied up in that entire Slow Expo 86 thing, where Ham from Slow dropped his pants, and as a result, The Hunting Party didn't get to play? Uh, we, we got to play much later, but yeah, we were, yeah, when they banned all bands, banned all local bands from Expo 86, yes, that's correct. You were ground zero right there, The Hunting Party. We were the next night. <laughs> we were supposed to be the next night, so when they pulled the plug. And Nick, when you're on tour with the Rolling Stones doing merchandising, etc., do you ever bump into any Pointed Sticks fans at all? Do the Rolling Stones know the Pointed Sticks? Uh, yeah, huge fans. They're huge fans. They'll all be at the gate tomorrow night. Uh, I've got them all on the list, so uh, get there early, and, uh, you, you know, Charlie might sign a couple of drumsticks for you, so... <laughs> uh, no, yeah, of course, every once in a while. But, you know, we find our fans through the Internet. It's not really something that you publicize in your day-to-day life. So. Well, I guess I was curious because the Pointed Sticks did cover the Rolling Stones. Like, you guys did Stupid Girl. You did yeah. Right On Baby, and here you are working for the Pointed Sticks now. Did you try to slip your versions to the Pointed Sticks at all during these Rolling Stone gigs? How do you know that we did Right On Baby? How do you know that? Well, it's, it's the, you're the Pointed Sticks. How do you know that, Nardwar? How do you know that? I've had 25 years to find it out, and finally now I can ask you about it. <laughs> the truth comes out. We're not old enough to know that. Well, we won't be doing any Rolling Stones covers tomorrow night. You have to come and see the Frank Frank Five if you want Rolling Stones covers. So. And lastly, here, Point of Sticks again, thanks for phoning into the Nardwar to Human hey, Serviette hey. radio show. Tomorrow night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, it's the Pointed Sticks playing a Dwinking show and an all-ages show. Tons of tickets still available here. I wanted to read this last quote here from you. This is from Nick. There will be no... This is from Nick in Public Enemy, March 4th, 1979. Nick. 
there will be no Vancouver new punk bands in a year if they don't get switched on. Improve their presentation. Become more businesslike. You can't make a living out of the windmill scene. That was your quote there, Nick. Uh, is that true? Well, apparently it, it was. It did actually come true. I think it probably did come true, yeah. Yeah, I think so, you know. Well, you know, but I mean, that's, I was just flapping my gums. You know, people ask questions, you say things to them, you know. So. Oh, one other quick thing here, pointed sticks here. I'm just whittling off a whole bunch of questions here just quickly. Gigs in England. When you guys played in England, the power failed at one of the gigs. I read a report, and Dimwit had him singing ABBA. Is that true? Yes. So you're so you're there at England, the big time, and the power fails. That was pretty whirlwindish. Did the punk crowd really get into ABBA? Well, we weren't really playing to a punk crowd that night. It was a sort of a, it was sort of a pub night at a university just north of London, and it was one of the best crowds that we played to actually because the crowd had no sort of notions as to who we were or what we were. They just kind of took us for what we were. And uh, we were right in the middle of a, you know, a rousing version of Knowing Me, Knowing You when the power went out. And uh, luckily we were playing a song that everybody in the whole world knows the words to. So it was a great night, I'll say. Uh, the, the review of that gig was really exceptional. It Record Mirror reviewed the gig and it described you, Nick. It described your incredible, handsome features as a strong selling point to the band. Something's never changed. <laughs> And check it out tomorrow night. It'll be Nick Jones at a point of sticks and his good friend Rachel Sweet. Will Rachel Sweet be there? Uh, well, no, Rachel and I divorced a few years ago, uh, so she was not to be there. So. And would you guys like to set the record straight on that? Rachel Sweet and Nick Jones at a point of sticks. Was that invented by Gord and Tony? Did Rachel uh, Sweet actually lick Nick Jones, or did Nick Jones actually lick Rachel Sweet? On the plane coming back from uh, from from England, uh, Dimwood and I on the plane back, and we came up with these all these plans for like how we were going to last about our experiences in England. And one of those was, of course, like the the marriage of the impending marriage and things like that. It was, it was good fun, though. Well, Rachel, Rachel's career and our career sort of ran parallel for the last 25 years. But, uh, I don't know if she's doing a gig this year or not. I'd be interested. Do you know anything? Is she back? Is she still working? I'm not totally sure, but I do know there's quite a bit of sex associated with the point of sticks. Isn't there, Bill Napier-Hemi? Quite a bit of sex, isn't there, Bill? I'm not sure what you mean. Well, there was a quote here from legendary rocker Kim Fowley, who discovered the Runaways, etc., 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 and rock and roll band Pure from Vancouver. It's a blast to be alive. Kim Fowley actually said, Give me two weeks with Bill Napier Hemi, and Bill Napier Hemi will be on the front page of every teeny bopper magazine in this country. That's a really great sexual sort of come on there. Did you have any interactions with Kim Fowley at all? But he was going for three weeks, but we were we we really only wanted to keep him the two. Did he want to? I don't recall the sex part in our Was he um sniffing around? Was Kim Fowley sniffing around the pointed sticks? Kim Fowley was sniffing around any twenty-one-year-old skinny little boys at that point in Los Angeles. Well, thank you very much, Point of Sticks, for phoning into the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Again, you're playing tomorrow night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, 8 p.m., 3 p.m., all-ages show, a rare all-ages show, Richards and Richards. This never happens at Richard and Richards. I've never been to an all-ages show, Richards and Richards, so please come on down and go see the Point of Sticks. So anything else you want to add to the people out there at all Pointed Sticks? Why should people care about the Pointed Sticks? Nardwar, can we ask you a question? Yes, go ahead. 
You can hear my question? Yes, I think I can hear your question. Who's, who's going to be the MC tomorrow? Who would you like to be the MC tomorrow? Go on, toot your horn. Just tell him, Nardwar. Toot your horn. Yeah. Well, you know what? Zero plus one equals. Nardwar. Nardwar. No, I think it's not a D. I think I think it's a DOA type thing. Well, thank you much, Point Six. Why should people care about the Point and Sticks reenactment society happening tomorrow night? Well, I think they, we don't. We don't have to give a reason. I mean, we're just doing it because people want us to. So, um, you know, we don't look the same, we don't act the same, but we sound pretty much the same. And anybody who comes tomorrow night is going to get to hear a lot of great songs played by a really good band. So that's, that's why they should come. Well, thanks so much, Point of Sticks. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do